Listen, I had an idea while I was getting coffee for this episode. Okay. Can I, do I have your permission, Russell? Okay. Your express written consent that I can make a shirt for the Beck did better shop where it says big Brad Johnson t-shirts throwing balls deep in overtime. Something like that. What about like catching your own balls or something? Remember when he, when he threw it, he caught his own pass, catching your own balls to score. Oh my God, that has to be a shirt. I'm making that shirt. I don't care if what you say. And then I was thinking Randy Johnson would be uh, uh, throwing my fastballs. Something about fastballs, blowing up birds. Uh, this was, was blowing up birds with my fastballs. And then he's dressed like Austin Powers. <laughs> Do I make you Randy, baby? Yeah. Do I make you Randy? I'm the big, oh, and I didn't even use big unit. I mean, that's the thing. There's so many levels to this bit. All right. In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. I'm thinking about somebody who just turned on the podcast for the first time. They're like, oh, what's this podcast my friends were talking about at the bonfire? And then they just listened to me talk about different Big Johnson shirts I can make. And they're like, hmm, this is the perfect podcast. I love this one. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own. Unless you disagree, please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 166. And from 1978, kind of, from the grave. <laughs> ooh, ooh, you look just like Buddy Holly. Yeah, yeah, you look like a big fucking nerd. Nah, nah. Okay, I didn't think of the rest of it. It's 20 Golden Greats by Buddy Holly. It's a perfect Halloween episode. The Crickets. Oh, it is a Halloween episode. I almost forgot, Aaron. Thank God you reminded what? me. You can't forget it's- this <laughs> I've kind of forgot about that, actually. Let's, Aaron, let's turn on. This is our spookiest episode. This is actually coming out October 31st. Okay? Yeah. Spookiest time yet. I am dressing for Halloween as the day the music died. Okay? Uh, I am the big bopper, Buddy Holly, all those, and the pilot. Okay? All in one that will be my uh, costume. Aaron, what offensive costume are you wearing this year? Uh, my son's going to be a pirate, um, so I was thinking I would say, here's what happened. I said, I'll be a parrot if you're a pirate, and he was like, no, that's not going to work. And I was like, oh, I could be Tashtigo from Moby Dick, because um, he is bald and of has course. tattoos, but what? he's Polynesian, so like that's also yeah. like, oh, a white person dressing as a brown person. So I don't know if I'm going to do that or not. Mm. I, I go for it. Go for it, Aaron. What could possibly go wrong? Hmm. Yeah. Did you have your, uh, what was it? School event or something like that. That's in November. No, that's in November. No, it's been a real conundrum. I can't decide if I'm doing Pitbull or Sinead. It's so close. Every time, first of all, nobody's going to get your Sinead (laughs) cut. It's going to have to be. I think it's going to be Pitbull. Do you feel happy ripping up a picture of the Pope and praying to God that everyone gets the reference? That's the thing. It's going to have to be a Pitbull. It's more fun. Nobody. Now, Aaron, as somebody who occasionally has jokes that don't land, I can tell you right now, (laughs) ripping up a picture of the Pope and nobody getting it would be a bummer of a way to introduce yourself to the other parents. Okay. Whereas Mr. Worldwide, every time I hear a Pitbull song, I think of you with a little, like a flavor saver and I laugh every time. Yeah. I think it's gotta be Pitbull. Thank you for reminding me. I gotta start growing my flavor saver. (laughs) Okay. I don't, when you say it, it's actually gross. I don't like that (laughs) at all. When Russell says it, it's so erotic. Aaron, Aaron, and it goes really well for you. If you, you call it that quite often around your house, trust me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, do you want to you want to touch my flavor saver? <laughs> you see the kind of flavors in my flavor saver? Yeah, let me clean you off a spot to sit. Oh. <laughs> Russ, ever since you became a professional athlete, you've been wearing that flavor saver. What's up with that? <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> it's the Freddie Freeman look. <laughs> you wonder what the fuck he's doing with that thing. Listen, this is the spookiest episode, okay? You're probably out right now, trick-or-treating with your kids, okay? You got to the point where it's not a fun family time. It's boring, so you put on your headphones. You're listening to a podcast, and we are in your ears. So let's turn on our- Or you put the kids to bed, and it's sexy time, and you got us in your noise-canceling headphones while you're having sexy and time. And again- if you are slamming the sausages, I couldn't think of one, guys. I said the sausages. Hey, whatever. We're down with that. Okay, you're slamming the sausages. Listen, you got us in your headphones. Stop doing it right now. Okay. Remove your erect penis from whatever you're doing. Text us on the back line just right now. Just say, hey, it's me slamming sausages. Okay. Then go back. All right. It's like what U2 does. Did you guys hear that U2 is jacking off at the sphere? They're edging. They're edging. All right. So let's. Oh, jeez. Way too online. What? <laughs> There's a lot of going. There is a lot online with that joke, I have to say. Uh, let's turn on our spooky radio for those of you that are out with the kids and just heard my edging. Halloween episode? Joke. Halloween this, episode. That's true. Huh. Awesome. Okay. I hope I hope you came up with a list, Russell, because I kind of forgot about it. All right, here we go. Hey, happy Halloween. K-R-O-B. It's late. Oh, yeah. Hey, Russell, first of all, First of all, it's Merry Halloween, okay? Stop trying to take Jesus out of my Halloween. Who took the Merry right. Halloween? Bless yeah, you. I was talking about that. Oh, Bless Starbucks you. isn't even making Halloween cups this year, okay? Or whatever the fuck. There's some, they're mad about something. I'm not sure. All right, let's turn on the radio. Here we go. Russell, give that a big thumbs down. All right, here we go. Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. It's late. Oh, yeah. Every time we record a podcast, I can think of all my jokes real fast. Then we do a second recording that day. Second one, I'm getting sleepy halfway through. I need to go pee pee by the end. I can barely stay awake. Each episode seems a little longer than it turns out. I'm the prolonger. It may be my fault that we go so late. When you want to hear uh. about Beautiful. It's a good one. Could we uh, please get a mashup with that and the biggie sex scene now? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Already done, Russell. That's on the re- That's coming out of the B-side, the remix. <laughs> on the 12-inch, the special issue. Whip out my big 10-inch. So listen, I'm here. I've got... Oh, oh. what the... What's happening? Women's shoes... Women's shoes, they oh. make Aaron's balls real blue. Aaron loves women's shoes. Well, his favorite thing in the world is sniffing women's shoes. Oh, God. <laughs> women's shoes, women's shoes, it's, it's they so are sweet. what make I mean, Aaron's food. He gets horny. Oh, God. Off to European size forty twos. I had to somehow. I had to somehow put two in there, and it was tough. Then I remembered European sizes. Aaron, what is the conversion? What is the European forty-two in America? What is that? I think that's like a nine, right? <laughs> oh, you sick fuck! You knew it right away. <laughs> He's on Wikifeet. Look at that shit up. No, we're not kink shaming. It's better. 
I can I guys hand up. I thought I deleted that one. That's my that's my bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Somehow in my mind, I was like, if I do a normal song first, they won't be so mad at me about another Aaron's shoes song where it's really <laughs> dirty. Uh, hey, you use the word spooge. Did I have to sing that song at full volume while my family was in the other room? You know I did. All right, let's get into talking about Bully Holly's 20 Golden Greats. Okay, I saw that video once. Uh, oh, God. The hits just keep going. I'm done. I'm done. I'm moving. I'm moving on. Okay, I promise, guys. From here on out, from here on out, this will be a clean episode. Working okay, clean. we're working clean. Okay, we're not working blue balls anymore. Uh, and I've got three oh, guys here. Okay who want to talk about uh, who want to talk about Buddy Holly and the Crickets. And I think more, more bands should have names of insects. I like it, like Wasp and maybe another one that I didn't bother looking up. Uh, and that's why I think from now on, this podcast is going to be called Rob and the Piss Ants. I've got, <laughs> I've got Matt from Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Good, Rob. It's late. So this podcast has got to get going faster than a roller coaster. So I'm going to get to bed. Oh, so good. Uh, uh, I've got Russell in uh, Minneapolis. It's Russell, how are you doing? I'm, I'm I'm all right, Rob. You're a biology biology teacher. I got to ask you. Every day it seems to get a little less longer, oh. and in every way it gets a little less stronger. Oh. Do you think that will make anyone long for true love from me? Uh, hey, hey, yeah, Russell. That was so fucking good. I love that. Uh, Aaron, actually, the other day I was worried because Aaron, you know, we know he's a homeowner, but the other day, twenty five percent of his roof blew off. Oof. What? Twenty-five uh, percent. Yeah, I get it. That's pretty. Good. That's pretty good. Oof. Twenty-five percent of the roof is gone, Russell. I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. We're going to talk about Buddy Holly and the Crickets. Oh, thanks, Aaron. Thanks. What am I doing? God, I suck at this. <laughs> I, I was trying to think what our next section is, and I was like, thanks. I don't know, but I know it. You know what I know? I know what's the. It's the next line. The freaks. Alone. All right, so here we go. Let's see who's calling us on the back line. What's up, boys? Haven't okay. called in a while. Checking in to see how you're all doing. Uh, I got nice. a question to pose for you guys. Good you choose Brian. one of the three situations. Which one would you choose? One, uh, you could spend the night uh, in relations with that significant other. Two, uh, you could spend the night hanging out with about a small group of your best best friends, hanging out and having this good time. And three, you could spend the night just by yourself, eating whatever you want, watching or listening to whatever you want, drinking whatever you want, just by yourself. If you had to choose one of those three, which would it be? <laughs> I know what the call would choose. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. And you know what he's going to eat, too. You know yeah. he's eating nachos as well. Yeah. And probably drinking water, right? And then having a cookie yeah. and some ice cream. He's now, probably listen. Leaving this voicemail while he's glaring at his his wife and kids too, right? <laughs> no, no ice cream. He's got his pre made cookie dough, and he's going to have one to three cookie fresh made cookies. <laughs> okay, so let's. I need to retouch on this. We have a friend who has cookie dough on the ready, and every night he makes himself a fresh baked cookie in the oven. One, and brilliant. I told my one wife cookie. this, and, and I told my wife this, and we just looked at each other agog because it was the greatest idea we've ever heard in my yeah. entire life. Like if I went to church and that was in the Bible. I would I would have gone into the priesthood like that. It was it was life changing for me. Oh, now listen, guys. Okay, first of all, would you hang out by yourself? Okay, like maybe some people. By the way, that caller was not Russ. He didn't mention it at the end, but that was not Russ. Uh, <laughs> number was not, two, not Russ. Everybody not, not from Russ. here on out has to leave the message, and they have to end it with, "And not, this is not Russ." <laughs> so we know, we know for sure. Yep. 
so would you be by yourself for a night? Would you make love to somebody uh, for the night or your special someone? Or would you want to hang out with a group of friends? I think I know what the answer is, but Aaron, what would you say? Oh, and Aaron, don't do the, you're doing the sex signs with your hands. Oh my I'm God, I haven't seen that in years. Love. I mean, I'm always going to choose making love. And second place would be, I mean, second place would be hanging out with a group of my friends, but also taking a quick break to be by myself during that hangout and then coming yeah. back with the group of friends at some point. Uh, Aaron, you really are going to take love making over hanging with your friends? I would have lost a million dollars on that bet. I'm Matt, sorry, would you have guys. lost that bet? I apologize. I love you guys. No, no, I think I'm right. In, I, I I got the exact same answer as Rosie. I'm going making love, hanging out with friends, and then you know hanging up by myself. Wow, I, that's my I, order. I would pick out hanging out with friends in a second. I thought I was the horniest guy in this podcast, but you guys are pervs. <laughs> I can't believe you're not I mean, being you hanging gotta, out with friends. You got to assume that it's not just like the normal two to three minutes, and then you're done, and then you know, that's it for the night. You got to be like hanging out with your wife, right? Standard here. Are you talking? Matt, are you talking about hanging out with friends for two to three minutes, like Russell and Aaron in Napa Valley before Russell made Aaron leave? <laughs> before he, before he stood up and started walking closer. Yeah. To him? <laughs> <laughs> I so would you you guys really That's Rob's trick to get the parents to leave? Remember that from a couple yeah, episodes yeah. ago? Yeah. Russell, just stand up and start getting into their space so that they have to leave. <laughs> Was this the Big Johnson episode or not? No, <laughs> no, Russell. That, oh, well, kind of the shirt I, I mean, use around this episode. Isn't every episode a Big Russell, Johnson episode? <laughs> yeah, ch- check this out. Timeline. Russell, what would you say? <laughs> you making love? You hanging out with friends? Okay. And when I make love, I'm a stroke it or by yourself. What do you think, Russell? <laughs> you know what? This really depends on what else has occurred in the day. <laughs> oh, okay. Every right. day I get older, I become more and more of an introvert. And every day, like if I spend a ton of time with people, I reach a point where I just shut down. And I, I've always been somewhat like I can be very outgoing and social and everything, but it just drains the shit out of me now. Like earlier tonight, I was out with some friends, um, uh, some coworkers for like a brief, like three you know, two, three hour happy hour type deal at someone's house. And it was fun. I enjoyed being with everyone and everything. And I came back and I'm like, fuck, I have to do this podcast now. Like I had no, I had no energy for it. I'm having fun and everything, but it, for me, it's going to depend on what happened earlier in the day. If, if I've had, a, if I've had like a, a fun day with friends or a fun day with that two to three minutes that we were talking about earlier, Matt, <laughs> the end of my day, I just got to be by myself because I've just got, I've got nothing left at the end of the day. You know Fair. what guys? So first of all, let me just say this. This is not hard for me because my wife is my best friend. I knew that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And I would eat. <laughs> so now that's all three. Oh, no. Yeah, what? You can't do that. Oh. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no. No. I think I can do that, Russell. That's Actually, you're right, so Russell. Dirty. I can't do that. All right. Oh. So clean up. But from here on out, guys, and I'm serious about this. Clean episode. Okay, let's all promise. Let's all promise. Let's all let's all touch our dude. How are we supposed to work clean when we get to Peggy Sue Saga? The hour we gotta touch fingers in the middle. We're so close. We're just months away from touching fingers in the middle. Touching the fingers in the middle. We're getting there, boys. We're so close. I can't wait. Aaron, rolling, going. How's it going with you? It's going great. My son is just relentless energy all the time uh he mm. was i was home with him uh two weeks ago uh solo dad for a week which was wonderful it was awesome 
Babysitting. But babysitting? You were babysitting your son? <laughs> babysitting my son, yeah. <laughs> and we would do like a little bit of TV time before dinner so I could make dinner. And then he just like, after dinner, he wants to like play tag or, you know, oh, run in the oh. backyard, play soccer, whatever. And um, he's so... Eventually, we, we transitioned into like doing some walks around the neighborhood to look at the Halloween decorations. So shout out to everyone like Matt who will put up good Halloween decorations. Like you're actually doing a service to parents everywhere. Like you're like you're truly doing good work for parents who need like something to do with their kids. So that that's yep. great. But then that got old after a couple of days. So then like he he wants to play these games in the street, oh. and they become increasingly sort of unhinged. So it started out as like. <laughs> Let's oh, no. play soccer. Out in, and I live on kind of a cul-de-sac. So there's a church at the end of the cul-de-sac. So most of the time there's nobody down there. And our neighbors are mostly quiet. It's either people with younger kids than Dub or it's older mm-hmm. people. So the only thing around you is hundreds of cats. Yeah. Hundred, yeah. I mean, we got the cats around for sure. Yeah. So it started out playing soccer in the street. And we got the little portable goals. So we set up the portable goals. And then a couple of days later, it was uh, a new game called JJ Ball, which he invented, which... Uh, mm-hmm. is like a combination soccer, rugby, football kind of thing. And that's all nice. fine. And we play in the street and we do like Wayne's World style. Like, and then there's a car, we got to drag the goals off and bring them back out. And then finally tonight, like it, it um, he's also like refusing to wear a shirt most of the yes. time now. So he's mm-hmm. out playing soccer with me in the Spicoli. street shirtless. He's, Your he's, son he is a like man. Spicoli, yeah. Though, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. And then tonight it devolved into... Hey dad, let's play leprechaun tag. I don't, I didn't know what leprechaun tag was. This was um, playing tag with pool noodles out in the street. So then like, there's a point where I think like, how, like, how deranged do I look to the neighbors when I'm like, where's the, where's the line? Where do I honey, say? I can't. Honey, come here. Rosie. <laughs> He's, Rosie, fuck, he's out who there again. The fuck cares? <laughs> who cares what your neighbors think of you when you're playing with your kids? Yeah, right? he's busy, right? He's having fun. He's, like, yeah. it's fine. he's out there. No, honey, turn off the light. Duck down. He's gonna bring us more figs if he knows we're here. Okay, but look what the fuck he's doing out there. He's got a pool noodle, and he's playing with his son. Boy, yeah. we're gonna and judge his ass. Like, and Wallace gonna is say that shirtless and wearing his Crocs and socks, yeah. and and then he yeah. did eventually have a like finally which. I was what I was afraid of. He fell and skinned his knee. So that turned out uh, to of be course. the end of that. So maybe we're yeah. finished there, but uh, I don't know what the line is, but I'm well, you know, you could play leprechaun three tag where you go to space. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, you're not going to laugh at the leprechaun three joke. Come I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> Thank you, Russell. I was wondering. Seems a good night for hey. you. Guys, so, we I should mean, release this. We'll release this one on St. Patrick's day and not Halloween. We can do both. We can skip a week. But yeah, he's cool. very excited for Halloween. So we did we had we had our first uh, pumpkin casualty in the backyard, but we got two more ready to go. So we're we're gonna be ready. Okay, gonna have to back up there real quick. <laughs> what is a pumpkin casualty? Gotta have gotta hear this story. Uh well, it's we we bought some com- pumpkins at the pumpkin patch last Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. Now, how many times have you been to the pumpkin patch this year, Aaron? Because we know you love going to that pumpkin patch. I do love the pumpkin patch. I do. But this time, well, gosh, this is getting to be into a very long rolling going. Uh, We went to the pumpkin patch last Sunday, but it wasn't my favorite pumpkin patch. It was Wallace's Mm -hmm. favorite pumpkin patch. And it was at the end of a week where I had been solo dad. And we got to the pumpkin patch and I was maybe a little bit grumpy. And Anna politely said, you don't have to be here at the pumpkin patch if that's your preference. So I. Oh, my God. If you (laughs) left. If you left. 
you could have stayed with me in Napa for three oh. days because you would not have been needed back home. <laughs> I did leave. I went. I I, I wow. went. To the, I went to watch the Niner game, and then they joined me there to watch the Niner game, and then my son got to play with the Ouija board while we ate some sandwiches and uh, watched the rest of the Niner game. And then we had to go back to the pumpkin patch to pick up the pumpkins. No, no, stop. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're going to a restaurant that has a Ouija board just out? Well, it's a brewery. It's not really a brewery. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a bar. And they have games, one of which is a Ouija board. And that's what Wallace chose. No, I mean, like he came to the, he came. A Ouija? Yeah. What, uh, how, how do you, Ouija board? Ouija, Ouija is right? No, it's Ouija. Ouija. Ouija? It's like, it's like, know, a, how do you it's like Mario's it? brother. Are you guys going to give me shit about how no. you Ouija, Ouija board? Hey, hey, Ouija. hey, hey, upstairs tenant, upstairs tenant, you did make a good call not to invite Aaron to the next, the next winery. He's oh. talking about Ouija boards. You made a good call to not invite Ouija. him to that. Sorry, guys. Ouija I had boards. to talk to upstairs tenant for a second. It's a, it's a me, Mario. It's a Luigi board. All right. So they Ouija. had a Ouija board. But uh, yeah, so then, but it was a whole thing. You know, I was like, oh, hey, you can. So I went to watch the Niners and drink some beer and uh, and then and then my family joined me and we had lunch and Wallace played with the Ouija board and then we went back to get the pumpkins. And all of this is to answer Rob's question about a pumpkin casualty, which is we told him if we carve the pumpkins now, they're not going to last until Halloween because some kind of critter is going to no. take out the pumpkin. And sure enough. Now, let me let me interrupt you, Aaron. I'm sure. That when you said this logical statement, a fact from a grown man to a small child, <laughs> that they turned to you and said, Dad, thank you for that. You're right. Mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't carve this pumpkin because you're right. It will just go to waste. So I'm not going to carve the pumpkin. Aaron, is that what happened? That is, in fact, not what happened. We, oh ended up carving, we carved the pumpkin anyway, and it lasted two and a half days. And yep. today, the pumpkin's face had fallen off, and it was covered in flies, so we had to throw it out. Wow. Aaron, that is... I got to say, Aaron, you're like literally your dad of the year all time. If my kids were like, hey, let's go out and run around, I'd be like... Well, see you guys later. I'm leaving this family forever. Goodbye. I'm never coming back. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't hurt myself yet. I am drinking less because I can't. I find that I can't put away half a bottle of wine before dinner and then run in the street after. So it's been good for me. It's good. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna walk I'm gonna walk back a little bit where I said you're down here. Just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to that take just for a second. Might not hand that out right away. It's getting hot. Yeah, we'll see about that. How's how's it all going with Matt? Uh, good, good. I had the, let's see, we were watching just a little bit of Insta and I'm fascinated by the sphere out in Las Vegas. Oh, yes. And I've our heard, good buddy. I've heard about this from other our, people too. Yeah. Our good buddy, Magic Mike 69 was in the front row for the U2 concert. Are you serious? He's in the front row and he's going back in two weeks to sit like in the back rows to kind of experience the whole. Amazing. Hmm, Inside of the sphere thing, so he he said he'd he'd uh, call in with a review. So we have to get that review on the air when he calls in. Very cool. Because if, if I was I, if I was walking to that concert, I would look at the rows coming from the stage back to the back, and I would go uno, dos, trace, catorce. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's a U two reference. Very good, Rob. Very good. Um, there's another Insta thing that's been going around, or whatever it is, TikTok, whatever Rob does. Is that they? I'm on weird shit. Apparently, now, women are asking their significant <laughs> others or men in their life how much they think of the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? Of course. No. Do you guys? Ever, 
Do you ever think of the Rosie? Do you ever think about the Roman Empire? No. Well, let me just say this. When I heard this trend, there's only one person I thought of. And that was the one person I knew who had Rome on DVDs. And that this was guy. Russell. Yeah, that was Russell. <laughs> he had the HBO series Rome on DVDs. I was like, that guy's fucking thinking about the Roman Empire all the time. Aaron, you're not thinking about the Roman Empire? I bet I think about it once a week. Something with like, like I'll see a road and I'll be like, road and the ro- roads in the Roman Empire were pretty good. Good roads. Like they did a lot of know, shit, man. Should I be thinking about it more? The sun never well, sets I, on the that's Roman Empire. That's kind of what I was at, Rosie. Like I thought I was definitely a zero, right? And then I started thinking, like, I think about the movie Gladiator mm-hmm. more okay. than I probably should all okay. the time. There's Comments, yeah. you know, what happens in this life echoes in eternity. I will have my vengeance in this life for the, you know, all of these things, right? I don't, I don't know. And so now I guess I think about Gladiator, which is the about the Roman Empire. So I guess I'm partially think about it more than I know. But Russell, do you ever think about the Roman Empire? Not very often. I, I don't really, I don't get the, where the payoff for the question's coming. Is this like really what people ask about? No, because women would ask guys and all the guys would say, yeah, I, I think about the Roman Empire twice a week and it blew people's uh, minds. I think about yeah, the Roman Empire Apparently there's a, a lot week, of people that think about the Roman Empire mm-hmm. a lot. And you know I what? Know. I'm, I'm going to call, I'm going to call bullshit. This seems <laughs> like what people say to impress other people, to make them sound like they're well-read and, you know, know about all this history. That sounds like bullshit to me. Someone who says they, they think about the Roman Empire like five, six times a week, I'm calling bullshit. I don't believe you. I, I, would, I would gather to say if someone told me that, they might not be my friend. Oh, wow. Now, I mean, well, we're, we're safe, safe because I, I don't think I do, but yeah. maybe I should. So I think I'm safe. So that's, that's, that's all. I just wanted to make sure you guys, you know, we're all on the same page with the Roman Empire. I have to say... I never thought I would think about it, but the other day I was actually at the cabin and I was in a boat, right? And I was in a boat and I, and I had to, and somebody out there was in trouble, you know, so I had to go out and see if they're okay. And then as we're coming back, my motor dies. Now my boat's in trouble, but luckily I've got a couple oars on there, right? So this guy I picked up says, Hey, let me row back. You help me out. Let me row you back. And I said, okay. So we're rowing back. We're rowing back. He gets out of the boat and goes, Strike three, you're out of here. And it was a Roman umpire. <laughs> a Roman umpire. Roman I think about that man. at least once a week. Roman. Roman. Oh. Not the Roman Empire, a Roman umpire. Okay. Roman. I, I had that fair. saved for the end of the podcast, so might pull that one out again. We'll see. Very but the nice. reaction was not great from you guys. So yeah. Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going last week, I told you guys how about how I was in Napa. Well, actually, I was in two exciting cities over the last week on, on the same trip. San Francisco beforehand. Have you guys been San to San Francisco, Francisco before? Oh, yeah. Yep. I haven't been Rob, for have a while. Have you been or not? Uh, let's see. There's this one time where I had flowers in my hair, but where was I? God damn it. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, you know, I was at San Jose. San Jose. <laughs> la, 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 so I, was, la. I thought I would share some of my experiences in San Francisco. See Reports what you think of, of these. Demise are greatly exaggerated. <laughs> there, there were some amazing parts of San I'm Francisco. Scared. There were some also some almost rough ones. The first one, um, I am terrified of heights. Okay, I don't know if we've talked about this before on the podcast, but we decided to take a uh, hop on hop off tour. We've talked, Matt. We've talked before about how you like doing those as yep. well. Perfect yep. thing to do around San Francisco because. You can only see so much on your own, right? If, if you just start walking down neighborhoods, you could spend a whole day walking down like a four by four 
block area and not see anything, right? You could still right, have a great time, right. but um, my my the tourists I was going with had never been to San Francisco before. So I was like, well, we got to do hop on, hop off. So we get on the bus and we're going over the Golden Gate Bridge. And immediately I'm thinking, I don't remember going over the bridge on the, on the up top of the bus, you know, where mm-hmm. you're outside sitting on the top of the bus. The last time I did one of these in San Francisco and immediately I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm terrified. And it's windy as hell above that bridge. You were so high up there. Like the pictures do not do it justice how high you are up there, right? So we're going across the bridge and they make it clear when you get on this bus, hey, while we're moving, stay seated, all blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. There is a lady in front of us who is literally standing up while we're going over the bridge and doing like the selfie, turning around like 360 degrees. (laughs) And she took a selfie video of herself for two minutes or a minute and a half or however long it takes to get over that bridge standing up. And I legit almost had like a meltdown. How would you guys have handled that? I just stay as far away from it as I can. That's, that's terrifying. Yeah. That's kind of a, what do what do they call that? We're, Nature selection. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, Darwin. Darwin. <laughs> Darwin. Yeah. Darwinism. You know, sometimes you just got to let Darwin's theory take hold. The question is, if you think somebody's about to get really hurt, do you watch it? Because you'll never be able to see something like that again. Or do you have to look away for self-preservation? Or do you oh, film it so you can sell it? I can't even watch people yeah. sprain their ankles on like on television sports. No way. I have to, I got to admit one thing only for the Mannies and the Neils of the world who think that, well, Manny doesn't, but the refs are just dumb idiots. You know, high school football refs are dumb idiots. What is the area of a football field? Rob, can you Google that really quick? The area? I'm hijacking. Yeah. I just have to, I'm sorry, Russell. It's 100 by, this, it's 100 by 30, right? So it's like 3,000 yards. 120 by 53. Yards. 120 by 53, I think. 120 so times 53. Let 53 me do that in my head. Wide. Wow. Let me do that in my head real quick. That's about 6360. I can't even say the number. 6,360 <laughs> square yards. So I am covering a kickoff and I tripped and sprained my ankle on the kicking tee. Oh. Of all things, that whole field, <laughs> my God. I ran oh, and I that, stepped on oh. the kicking tee and rolled my ankle. Luckily, I've rolled my ankle so many times that it's just like rubber band, so it's all good. Oh. But I figured Neil would like to hear that. So sorry, Russell, yeah. go ahead. Matt, maybe you should maybe you should have gotten a little boat, started oaring your way out of the way of that tee, <laughs> and you would have been considered a better Roman umpire. Roman wow. umpire, Roman. that would have been good. Russell, that, yourself yeah. out of there. Russell, that joke yeah. was terrible. See how I pile on? I support you, Rob. (laughs) I doubled down. Sorry, Russell. Oh, so anyways, I'm also in San Francisco. I did the Alcatraz tour for the second time. Have you guys ever done the Alcatraz tour before or not? We did not do Alcatraz. We had two younger kids. We didn't know if we would, uh, if it would play. So what do you, what do you think for kids? I think it would have worked for kids. I think your kids are old enough, Matt, where they would have got to do the boat ride, which I think the boat would have been fun. Once you get over there, you can kind of walk through pretty quickly and get back on the boat if you wanted to in like a half hour or an hour if you wanted. They've got like a headphone tour if you want to listen to it. That might not be for your kids, but like for them to see the jail cells and everything, I actually think kids might like that. What do you think? Yeah, we took Wallace out there in August, just, just this last August. He was pretty into it, yeah. I did notice, Rob, about Alcatraz that... If you got thrown into the hole, like if you were a really bad prisoner, you actually had a bigger cell. You just didn't get any sunlight or any outdoor time. 
I would gotta wonder if you would you guys rather have the the light and the outdoor time and the smaller cell mm-hmm. or the bigger cell but no light and no outdoor time. I go I smaller go smaller cell, cell and get outside. Yeah. yeah. I gotta go. Listen, normally I'm an iPhone 14 Max guy, but in this case, I gotta go with a smaller cell. You go with smaller. Yeah. I gotta go with the smaller cell. That was the echo from your iPhone 14 Max. That well. <laughs> Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> Guys, remember what that joke is about, please. Every time I hear it when I edit it, I was like, oh, I'm terrible. I'm a bad husband. That is so bad. I, I also on the Hop on Hop Off tour, we went through the Hate Ashbury, which is kind of where like the hippie mm-hmm. movement started, I believe, Aaron, if that's right. And yeah, Summer of Love, right? Summer of Love. And we, I got to see two music things. I didn't get off and get a seat. I didn't have time, but I saw... Jimi Hendrix and Janis Chaplin's house are in that neighborhood. So I got to see that. And they kind of, they promote it a little bit now. It's probably, I'm guessing a little more commercial than it used to be, but it, it was kind of cool to see where those uh, music legends kind of made their names. Right. Were you tempted at all to look into Janis Joplin's house and see if there was an un- unmade bed through the window and be like, Hmm, I know what happened down there. <laughs> Is this the Leonard Cohen song? Yes. <laughs> Russell, I got up. We stayed in an Airbnb, I don't know, must have been about a mile and a half west and south of there. And so one morning I got up early and just went for a jog around there and was down there at like eight in the morning. Nothing was going on. Nobody. And it was just like dead silent, nice day. And I just sat there on Hate and Ashbury and just kind yeah. of, you know, you just see all that stuff and you're like, holy, you think I like going to places like that when, you, when there's history, whether it be a ballpark or. You notice anywhere and you just think about what the hell happened at these places. And it's just amazing. So, yeah, I thought it was super cool to go down in that area and, and just take it all in more than anything. So yeah. we're, we're going through, we're riding the bus and I would have loved to get off there, but I couldn't. And part of it was we were scheduled to get off and go to Alcatraz. We had a, an appointment to get to Alcatraz. And yep. so I have to tell you guys when I almost ruined the whole trip for us. Can I, can oh, I tell you guys that story? <laughs> you know what, Russell? Actually, no, we have to go. Podcast is <laughs> over. We cannot hear about when you almost ruined a trip. Yes, Russell. We need to hear this right now. Inject it right into my veins. So we're, we get on the hop on, hop off bus tour, you know, nine in the morning. We're going around. It takes a little longer than you think. So it's like a two hour total round trip. It takes a little bit longer to get going and everything. We get on the bus. We're going, and the one stop we're going to get off on is the Golden Gate Bridge. So the tourist I'm with can get out, walk on the bridge, oh, get her picture in front of the bridge. That's like a must-do in San Francisco, right? Right. You have to. It's iconic, and, yeah. And so at, at one views, point, I'm like, yeah. we're we're going to be late for Alcatraz tour. And when with those tours, they, they make it seem like it's very strict. You have to be here an half hour early. Yep. You yep. have to be here at noon. There's no exceptions. Now, you know, we all that now, stuff. Russell. Yeah. If if this tourist is like a tourist I've had in my life, okay, I would say that when you announced that you were might be late to something, they didn't really care. They didn't think it was going to be a big deal, which only uh, made you worry more. Okay, is that did that happen at all? I don't know. I think you know what I'm going to take all the blame for this one because we oh, we got on shucks. and when we were going to get off at, at the the. I don't know if it's called the Presidio or whatever, wherever you take your picture at Golden or at by the Golden Gate Bridge. And we get off and I immediately go, I don't think we can get off. There's no way we're going to make it if we get off and make it to the Alcatraz tour. And we, we know we paid money for it. It's not the end of the world if we can't go or whatever. But so we get off and, and I'm kind of realizing I've got to rush this along. And so these buses come along every 20 minutes or half hour or ever so long. 
And we get off and I go, you know what? I bet if you just get off quick, we can run over there quick. You can get your picture quick. We can get right back on the bus. And this was a mistake to suggest that we needed to rush the time at the Golden Gate Bridge. What would you guys have done? If you were running late, would you have tried to rush your time at the Golden Gate Bridge or just accept we're going to be late for Alcatraz? There's no good answer here. It's if you're if you're no, trying to yeah. cram That's everything so in on a big day where you're trying to see everything, it, yeah, it's it's never like you, the best thing is to be where you are, right, and enjoy that for what it is. But it's still hard when you got a schedule. I got to say, too, the other thing is, how long are you going to fucking stand at the Golden Gate Bridge? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's the worst thing to rush. Like, you get a picture, you move on. Because I think, like, what, 10 minutes? That's too long, right? That's too long there. You're not going to be there for that long. Some people want to go down on the bridge, and they want to walk on it. They want to walk across no, it. That's yeah. that's a fair thing. That's I don't want to do that because I don't like yeah. heights. But but I get if people want to do cool. that. Russell, can I tell you one time that I... Now, here's, this is what crazy. One time I was down by the Golden Gate Bridge, and you won't believe this. Guess who I ran into? Anthony I ran into Neil Pert, and that's oh. when I knew I really had to uh, rush my trip to the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes. Where's the mountain there, You guys will never believe what mountain they're on. Uh, What's rush that? No, you would think so. Okay. That's uh, only Rush Limbaugh's on that one. So anyways, uh, yes. we get off, and we're walking over to do the picture. And I'm like, I kind of start getting into, hey, we got to move this along. And I, I was given some feedback briefly and realized, oh, I'm fucking this up. Like, I just got to let this go. And if we're late for Alcatraz or miss it, that's mm-hmm. the decision we got to make right now. Because if I rush this, I'm ruining the whole trip. Like, the whole that's trip's smart, going man. downhill if you, you, if you right go choice. down. So, Russell, so I, that is so self-aware of you. I would yeah, never know smart. that until a day Be later. where you are. Yeah, it, it it was self aware after I was given feedback on the way I was was acting. It wasn't. It wasn't. I, mean, I just didn't dawn on me. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. so I don't know if you have to get engaged, Russell. You're sounding like you're right in the pocket right now. I gotta admit, <laughs> the tourists got a chance to go down and, and walk on the bridge. I didn't want to do it because I was scared of it. But I will say this about Aaron's beautiful city of San Francisco. You know, for being the city of technology and Uber and all these things, you can't get an Uber for shit away from that Golden Gate Bridge. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. 20 Ubers cancel on us. It is impossible to do a ride sharing out of the Golden Gate Bridge. Impossible. Aaron, defend your city. I mean, I don't live there. It's not my city. I do love San Francisco. No beef with San Francisco. Not my city. Can't defend it. I uh, don't know why that would be, but probably Uber Uber drivers have been burnt uh, getting out there. Funny Uber anecdote. I was oh. I just read an article this morning. People are using Uber to poach Dungeness Crab. It's not Dungeness Crab season yet, but people go at night to the, the Dungeness Crab spots about an hour south of the city. And it used to be that they'd go and drive their cars there and park them and then get caught going out to catch crab outside of crab season. So now they're using Uber to get to the ocean. That is amazing. And go poach crab. And then I don't know if they walk back or call another Uber to get back or how it works. That is so ironic. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Because the other day I took an Uber somewhere where I caught crabs. <laughs> I mean, that is so weird. <laughs> don't ever try to step on my joke again, Aaron. So eventually, we ended up, I heard that. You can see I that. Heard that. You eventually, see we, made, we made Alcatraz. There wasn't one other cool experience I had. I went to a cool jazz club that Aaron recommended, but I also went to this speakeasy, and the speakeasy had written rules no cameras, no phones. You have to speak quietly, 
Mm-hmm. And you have to also be prepared that the drinks are going to take a long time because there's craftsmanship involved. What do you guys think of bars that have rules? I kind of liked it. I loved it. We went to a, we went to a place like that in Philly where they would only let you in. And this was like three months ago. They would only let you in if you had a vaccination card. Still, they were still checking the vaccination cards. And the woman ahead of us, who was a surgeon, okay, and was vaccinated but didn't have her card on this. Now, you might say to yourself, Rob, how do you know she's a surgeon? Because she yelled it at the uh, doorman a hundred times and then was turned away. And when she turned away, she saw my giant smile. I was smiling so big. It was so fun to watch this woman get to, and then I said, oh, I think we're next. Goodbye. And we went in quietly with our vaccination cards, got a picture or not got, got a drink. It was, I loved it, Russell. It was like a, a normal place. It's not too loud. There's no lines. I thought it was great. I kind of like the idea of rules, even though I think some of it can be a bit pretentious. It's like, hey, this is the way we operate. You yep. can choose to come and be a part of it. Or you don't yeah. have to. And they made you the don't rules have very to go in. Yeah. yeah. They made the yeah, rules like very that. clear on yeah. their website and everything. So there was once or twice where I stuck out my camera quick to take a picture of the menu for a <gasps> drink thing. Are you <laughs> serious? Yeah, I did. Russell. Just once. Now, Russell, let me ask you this. Yes, sir. What if you went to one of these speaky places and the person you were with has a very loud voice? How would that make you feel? I don't, you know, there were other people being loud. I don't think they were, that was one that they held too strongly on anyone. Mm. I wouldn't worry about that. What do you, how would you feel, Rob? Ooh, I would feel very awkward, very awkward (laughs) because the person you're with would be so loud that obviously everyone can hear what she's saying at all times. And you try doing things like moving away from her when she talks or even covering your ears. And the message simply doesn't get through. And you know, if you say, hey, you're talking a little loud, that you will have effectively ruined the night. So you have to be very careful with that. That's, I don't know. To me, that's what I would say. Just hypothetically. Yeah. Speaking of ruining the night, roll it going, Rob. How's it going with you? <laughs> Folks, I'm going to ignore that. Because you know we are into the spooky season. Oh, oh yes. no. It's the Halloween no. episode. I was working on the podcast, I've got my jokes to write, when I realized this episode tonight would be downloaded and then it would be seen on October 31st. Why, that's Halloween. He made a list about scary songs. He made a list. list. The bit's always a little too long. Rob made a list. What song will be number one? He made a list. If you don't like it, then you are wrong. So I went online to find the scariest songs. I copy other lists so it doesn't take too long. The thing this (laughs) year that's got me depressed. It's the third year in a row that I've made this list. He made a list about scary songs. He made a list. This bit's always a bit too long. Rob made a list. What song will be number one? He made a list. Number six was this very song. <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. I love the list. I love the list. I love the list. I love the Mama's milk. Uh, now, listen, I had forgotten that song completely. I'd forgotten there's a second verse, and I was thoroughly entertained by my own song. It's sick. But let's get into the scariest songs. Our fourth year, we are doing this list. I have picked new, brand new, scary songs. These are the scariest possible songs I could find. So let's go through. I've got the top six scariest songs ever. Okay. At number six. Could we start with uh, number 14, please? (laughs) From the sphere? (laughs) 
You know what? I actually downloaded these lists on your phone without you asking, and everybody fucking hates me now. <laughs> All right. So the good pull, Rob. God, that was good, Rob. You got it. You're coming back, Rob. It's not too late. You're going to do it. I've got the Hacks and Cloak with Mist. Whoa. Now, listen to how this song starts, and then I'm going to kind of fast forward about halfway through, and you'll see why I think this song is so scary. <laughs> This is literally the song right here. I mean, this is, yeah, this is scary. This is a scary song. I'm just going to go midway through the song. Robin, is this your your sex time song or not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry I sweat on you. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, no, wait, no. No, 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 no. I can do it. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, it's just, I'm just thinking about work. It's my fault. Just wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're going for that Christopher Nolan vibe in the bedroom or what? Can I put on my um, Austin Powers costume? You know that helps. <laughs> I have erectile dysfunction, baby. Yeah. Is that a barge? Anyway, there's, there's the Hacks and Cloak Mist, a very, very scary song. Matt, did you think that song was scary? Very scary. Very I knew it. God damn, I knew it. How did you discover that, that one, Rob? That is was on the list of scariest songs oh, in the Rolling Stone magazine. Sense. So, okay. guys, I got an idea about these Rolling Stone lists. Okay, now hear me out. This is a really good idea. It's not going to ruin my life. Uh, the next song. What's scarier than that last song? Well, how about the dead coming back to life? Oh, Guys, oh, yes. oh, this song yeah. is scary. It's yeah. about zombies. Now, you have to admit, if the lead singer of the Cranberries at the end of times came back as a zombie, the only thing more ironic would be an Alanis Morissette zombie next to it. You know what I mean? Hello? Last week we were talking about like uh, Michael Stipe, the, the UFC fighter. Oh. I will say there is a UFC fighter. I, I don't know his, his full name, but uh, his nickname is Korean Zombie. And when mm -hmm. he comes out to this song, it bangs. It, it bangs. That's this a is a great song. I, you know what? I almost don't like that The Walking Dead and all these zombie shows have taken away the focus from a great song like Zombie by the Cranberries. Such, a, such an amazing tune. And it's scary, Rob. I always like the walking thing. Russell, I agree. Man, did you think that song was scary? No, I thought that was a banger. That's yeah. one of the best songs of all time. Not scary at all. To me, it's scary how much you like that song. And it's scary how much I like this next song, the Neutron Dance. This song is so good, it's scary. Listen to this thing. Yes. That is a scary song. You know what would be extra scary? Is if there was a worm who lived in a town of cats. And drove around in an apple car. Aaron, do you know how scary that would be? Richard scary? <laughs> yeah, dick scary. And then I got no. that on an Uber. I took an Uber the other day. And I got a dick scary. I'll talk to you about it later. Aaron, I didn't know if you were going to pull the Richard scary, but I'm so happy you did. It fills I my mean, heart with joy. Yeah, it's great, great books. It makes us all worth it. God, I read, I read those books like I was reading real books. I was like, yeah, mm, man, this is a busy town. God damn. Matt and I didn't get a chance to read that book. We were busy thinking about the Roman Empire. <laughs> hey, true. a busy town. Very Here's true. Russ trying to get to his, his prison tour, and he's trying not to get mad.
he's whispering, okay, we just got to get there right now. We should go. Listen, this next song I always thought was scary as hell. Okay. And it's by a little band by some of the scariest insects you could possibly. Now, the other podcast, I was trying to think of bands that were named for insects, and I did not think of this one. And it's, I'm kind of embarrassed now. It's the Beatles. Oh, Mr. Kite. Mr. Kite. Oh, this Kite. song is unsettling. Yeah. It's the symbol, right? It's just like it's all. The sins will all be dead. Ooh. Yeah, this is a scary song. You're right. Man, do you think, is this Yo. a Richard Scary song to you? Yeah, I think it's it's not it's the what is the is it like a organ? It's something Russell's probably covered in the, in the past. It's, like it's got what is that in the back? Something like that. Yeah, that's what makes it a little creepy. Uh, listen, the next up, something that as a child, you know, child, childlike wonder. You're not, you, it, the, the world is so different. Okay, when you're a child, all you want to do is go outside and play leprechaun tag. You know what I mean? Take your shirt off, throw rocks at your dad, whatever. Okay. It's a, it's a, you could do, the world is your oyster. <laughs> and then as you get older, you find out what the ultimate fear is, which by the way, nobody fucking tells you when you're younger that this is the scariest thing in the entire world. Actually, the second scariest. Okay. Listen to this song. What's the first putting on those super big condoms, right, Rob? Why are they so big? Getting a job is the scariest thing. Getting a job. Jobs suck balls. Big time. They are the worst thing ever. God, I hate work. You know, I love my... I No, I like teaching. I hate work. I hate going to work. I hate working. I hate being there. I hate all that other shit. Oh, jobs suck. If I could be at home and not have a job, I would be a thousand times happier. That's why Rosie's so happy. Rob, I've got a, an easy solution for you not to have a job tomorrow. <laughs> Tell people about this podcast. Might, might have to airdrop this bad boy at work. You know. What I mean? <laughs> now, we are all the way up to the number six. Now, of course, what the scariest song so far, the Hacks and Cloak, Zombie, Neutron Dance, Mr. Kite, Get a Job. They all make sense. Yeah, that's a scary song. The scariest thing. And you will find out today, if you are listening to this on Halloween, you set up, you go out, everybody's having fun. Oh, we're getting candy. It's great. It's awesome. Your kids, oh, yeah, you can have a couple candy. Yeah, have a piece of candy. Have this candy. Have this candy. All of a sudden, they have all this sugar in them. Okay? And what happens at night? There's a crash. And that's why the scariest song... For the fourth year in a row. Four, four X. Is I want Oh, candy. wait. Is this the Bo Diddley rhythm, though? I, hey, this works. This fits for tonight. <laughs> yes, exactly. You did it. Okay? This is the this perfect is the night for it. the scariest thing ever. Your kid's on candy. They will be a nightmare. Every year I make this joke, and every year on Halloween, it comes true. Your kids will be the worst. This is the scariest song ever. Matt, Rob, is this song scary? I hate, to, I hate to ju- the extremely scary. I hate to interrupt you, Rob. This is the most upset I've ever been at Aaron right now. What? Hey, what? The most upset I've ever been at Aaron that he called out oh. the old diddly rhythm the in this song took right his here. Bit. Oh, the no. took his bit. Oh, wow. Wow. That is terrible. Guys. That was That's a great call, though, Eric. <laughs> that was a. It sounds like a really smart person would think of that. Probably the type of person that thinks about the Roman Empire almost, right? It's easily a top five list. That is a great, what? scary song list, Rob. A perfect list, Rob. Nailed it again. I'm not going to lie. 
these are getting harder to pick out. Okay, and I don't know if you noticed when the Neutron Dance was one of my scariest songs, but it is getting tough. So let's not think about it anymore. Let's get into talking about the album. Oh yeah, Rosie, you asked about a Rush. Three seventy nine moving pictures by Rush. Three seventy nine. We will get there, unless Russell decides to kick me off the podcast after this month. Aaron, that's more I gotta than say, double. Or, that's an yeah. amazing pull by you because I think it's an amazing <laughs> pull by me coming up in about an hour. <laughs> an hour. Yeah, sounds about right. Actually, <laughs> listen, talking about Buddy Holly. So this album was made in Britain. It was released in the U.S. under EMI. It got up to number one in Britain in 1978, okay? Which, again, who the, what the fuck is going on over there where Buddy Holly gets up to number one in, in 1978? It only gets up to 55 in the U.S. This album is officially out of print. If you see this at the record store, Russell, okay? And I know what you're thinking. Buddy Holly, he looks pretty perverted. Pick up this record. Okay? Work your system. <laughs> uh, Buddy Holly started with the band Buddy and Bob in 1955, Guys, 1955, this album is so old. How old is it? It's so old (laughs) that our grandparents were getting this album. Oh, God. Think about it. All of them? No. I guarantee somebody's grandparents in the Zoom call right now (laughs) were just getting blasted like crazy to Buddy Holly in the Christmas. This is is, going to require some bleeps. It's funny, but... (laughs) That was probably a new thing in 1955, too. You know what I mean? Like, they were like, oh, my God, have you heard about this new thing? Like, it's it's, all the no. it's like it's like eating, it's like no. it's like young no. people now and eating ass back then. It was no, like, oh, this is crazy. No. I can't believe the kids are. Now. We were going to let some of this go. And now you just start de- yeah, digging really deeper. Double down. Well, double down, digging deeper. It makes me think about kind of. All right. So. By the way, I texted that joke to the guys today, and they were like, oh, why didn't you save it? Oh, and then I tell it on the podcast, and everybody's mad. Make up your mind. <laughs> I was worried this album was so old that one of my dates from the Timberwolves senior dance oh. team may have seen it in person. Okay. Oh. Goodbye. When you want <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Can't think of anything else. <laughs> hey, Mom, Dad, I just got this new, rust, this new record at the store. It's Buddy Holly's 20s Golden Greats. Yes, I drove there because I'm 16 in 1978. <laughs> All right. I can't wait for two years for the guy I'm going to go on a date with to be born. Uh, sure will be f- It's a new thing. All right. So. Okay. It's the new thing. Not going to know. <gasps> all right. So that I'll edit. That, that I'll edit. Uh, every song. Here, here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. He starts a band in 1950, like three. By 1955, he is opening for Elvis nationwide. In 57, the band toured. That'll be the day top the U.S. and U.K. single charts. And in October, they released their hit Peggy Sue. Every single song on this album is from a two-year span, 1957 wow. and 1959. Wow. That is crazy when you listen to this album. This is a revolutionary rock album, okay? The first bunch of songs are really, really good. 
Okay, I'm just going to leave it at that. They are really good. They, I was, you might say, oh, Rob, were you singing along more to the R.E.M. album or the Buddy Holly album? The Buddy Holly album, this this has bangers on it, big time, banger yeah. after banger. Uh, he was one of the first artists to use double tracking or overdubbing in the studio. He was one of the first guys to ever do that. And basically, you know, he kind of is, is credited with coming up for this rock and roll song sound, especially with how he played the guitar, stroking his for a full arm instead of just his hand, which which created a different sound. 1959, of course, he made a new band with Waylon Jennings on bass and went on tour. Has a show in Clear Lake. Is going to fly to Moorhead, Minnesota. Yes, please. Uh, and then during his... <laughs> nice. <laughs> kind of an awkward place to make this joke. Uh, and, of course, gets in a car... Uh, gets, gets in a car, goes to the airport... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> where he gets on a plane that, of course, crashes into the day the music's died. Aaron's laughing at that. Stop that, Aaron. Uh, and basically, like, the, he's credited a lot of times as the rock and roll lineup is two guitars, a bass, and a drum. That's all credited to Buddy Holly. So let's get into the, the album. Now, first of all, I just want to say, you sick fucks out there who thought that the Big Bopper was going to call during this episode. Hey. It's not going to happen. I'm subverting Yes, please. Yes, please. No <laughs> calls from the Bopper? No calls from the Bopper. That is a guarantee. He is not going to call and talk about something that's already the been said and can't week. be talked about on the show. All right. That will be the day. Listen to this. I mean this intro. Well, that'll be the day when you say goodbye. Second year that guitar, you're in the right place. Wow. I mean, this is crazy. And Rob, you were talking about all these are in two years, but these come from like multiple albums, right? Like the Chirping Crickets, Buddy Holly, the Buddy Holly story, volume one and two. Are all these from like different albums or are they just singles or, or where'd they come from? He's seen the greatest hits. Well, no question. This is not an album. No, this is not an album at all. I mean, it was made. Yeah, it was a compilation, but they all would have been forty-fives at the time, right? They wouldn't have been LPs, so they would you have just been. I really singles, can't tell I because, like, I, mean, I think, I, you know, if you were to look up at Genius to maybe find facts about these songs, and it's actually really hard. It's getting to that point in the uh, list where it's getting harder and harder to find facts for every song. It, it seemed to be on albums, but you never know if those are all like post-mortem stuff. So, Aaron, you think these are all just singles, huh? I think so. We, I mean, yeah, that's my, that's my guess. I don't know when the first rock and roll full length album would have been. I think not until the sixties. We talked about it before. Russell told the story in a much better way, but basically they had a song called Cindy Lou named after Holly's baby niece, Cindy and her sister, Patricia Lou. But the crickets drummer was like, dude, I am trying to her. this chick named Peggy Sue. Okay. Let me redo that joke. So it's not so offensive. I am trying to f this woman named Peggy Sue. Okay? Can, can we change the song to Peggy Sue? And Buddy Holly was like, hey, bro, I got you. Okay? This is so good. This song, I love this song. This drum sound is very cool. And he was doing the drums. And the guy recording it was like, the drums sound terrible. You got to stop it. You're terrible. And the guy's like, okay, listen, I'm just going to do these drum warm-ups I do. And it was this drum beat. Oh, wow. was like, bro, I love this drum beat. Let's record to this. You have the iconic song. Like, it was just formed at the creation of Earth. You cannot imagine life without Biggie Sue. Biggie. My 
Now, if you made a song about how your friend is attracted to women's shoes to this, and you were at your kid's swim meet today and couldn't stop singing this song about the shoes, that's bad. Don't do that. Okay? Theoretically. Words of love. Hold me close and tell me how you... I got to say, one thing about this album, I think it sounds really good. Like, it's a really clear... We've listened to like, remember when Hank Williams, it all sounded like terrible. This album sounds great to me. I guess maybe because he was overdubbing, right? Like he was really going for, he was able to use multiple tracks and get it right. I don't know. It must be it. I kind of got the impression he overdubbed like his guitar solos, but I'm not sure exactly what he was doing. Next up, this is a song that Rolling Stone ranked as the 238th best song of all time. 238? Now, just to give wow, you an idea, if we were doing a song. a song a week, we would get to 238th <laughs> in about two years, oh. year and a half, okay? Summer of 2025, just to give you an idea. That's only 238. That's not even 250, which would be halfway. Every day. We're all depressed. We're all seriously Was depressed. Was Peggy now. Sue higher on the list? Did he have a higher song than this or not? Yeah. I, we don't need to look it up, but... So I, the, the movie, uh, yes. it's guys, there's a song later on this album. That's way higher. It's going to blow your mind. Sorry, Matt, go ahead. What's the movie? Uh, Stand by me. Yeah. Oh, I just think of this oh. instantly when they're walking down the railroad tracks from yeah. listening to this. Oof, that is a movie I cannot watch again, but it's so good. I have never seen Stand By Me. Ooh, I just watched yes. it on the plane again. I mean, I would love to recommend it, but it's also a fucking heartbreaker. I had a I have a movie recommendation. Stephen King. It's Next, based on a Stephen King book. Yeah. Next time people are on a plane, I have not ever seen this movie before. I know you guys will probably react to this. Dazed and confused. I'd never seen it. I watched You've it on never a plane. Seen that movie. It was a great Did watch to, to oh watch on God. a plane. It was so much fun. I bet I've seen that a hundred times. That's a mm-hmm. Richfield legend. Classic. Can never see it too many times. Can never see it too you many cannot. times. Rob, you don't like it. Hey man. Hey man. I think it's I think it's fine. I don't know. I watched hey it. Hey man, like, are you cool? Big deal about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see all the actors in there. It's great. It's right? just a great movie. Great coming of age. You know, we go ahead. Oh, I'm anytime I give my movie opinions, our text chain blows up with how my movie opinions are dumb about Ferris Bueller and the Sandlot. So I'm not going to say it anymore, but I'm just going to say, Daisy and Fuse, I... You're entitled to your opinion. I will say this. Thank you, Aaron. One of the actresses, I looked this person up because there's a lot of people that become (laughs) famous or maybe they don't, maybe they're only famous for this, but one of the actresses in that movie, Marissa Rabisi, who went on to marry Beck Hansen. Oh, wow. Wait, is is she related to Giovanni Rabisi? I think so. Is that like an arranged Scientology marriage? Oh, Aaron, don't, she, don't she bring was us married down. to Beck for 20 <laughs> years. God damn they just, it, they Aaron. Just got divorced. She is the sibling of Giovanni Rabisi, Aaron. Hey. Okay, all right. I feel like this That's, is like some weird stuff. We probably should address this, though. What if... Why would we... What if Beck gets so drunk one night and drives into like a bus of like nuns, kills them all? We got to do some like name change right like we should be thinking about that what if he turns out to be a terrible person are we ready to change everything technically he did they did get divorced a couple years ago but they were married for 14 happy years oh hey you can get divorced after 14 years (laughs) hey when it comes lawyer at aol siri call my lawyer (laughs) 
when it comes there's to only a few weirdos that still have AOL emails. <laughs> let me just tell you that. When it comes Actually, to marrying I know one a star lawyer that from, does. When it comes to marrying the, uh, one of the stars from Dazed and Confused, who did it better? Beck did it better. Amazing. Russell. Great call. Great like, call. Great pay. I almost uh, forgot that. All right. Just like uh, when I was watching uh, the Vikings the other day, all they ran were in routes, not fade away. This song, of course, most famously covered by the Rolling Stones. It's a version I can think of. All right. Aaron, you know the reason why this is famous, though. Aaron, why don't you tell us why this is famous right here? Is it famous because of the Bo Diddley rhythm? Damn right, the Bo Diddley <laughs> rhythm. That's what this is famous for, right? The bump, 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 bump. One, two, three, one, two, right? Bump, 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 yeah. Drummer Jerry Allison thumped out this rhythm on a cardboard box. And he was, one of the lines in this song, my love is bigger than a Cadillac. That's a, that's an homage to Bo Diddley, I think. Oh, but okay, right. They're clearly pulling from that. And we've heard the Bo Diddley rhythm on other songs. George Faith, or George Michael Faith uses that yep. Bo Diddley rhythm. Doom, the boom, Clash, boom, uh, boom, boom, Rudy boom. Can't Fail, if you guys remember way back, Rudy wow. Can't Fail yeah. uses it. U2, Matt, Desire, that song from U2 uses it. David Bowie uses it. But I thought we could do a quick list of the greatest songs ever featuring the Bo Diddley beat. Yes. I love it. It's time. Now, Russell, I've got a killer joke. Do you want it now? Do you want it now or at the end of this bit? You can do it now. I think if I do it now, it might ruin the whole list because okay. I think it's all you're going to be thinking about the whole time. So let me do it at the end. And you know what? If we want, I'll edit it back into the beginning right now. Okay, so listeners, we'll see. What do we decide? Who knows? <laughs> all right. First song on the list, we're going to do the original. We're going to do the Bo Diddley song. The song is Bo Diddley by Bo Diddley. Let's check this one out. Oh, yeah. Wow. This will certainly be the last time we hear this song tonight. Boom, boom, boom. reading this is a variation of a three-tune pattern often found in afro-cuban music and yoruba drumming from west africa diddley said he came up with this beat when he was listening to the gospel as a kid but there were other songs actually before this that used that beat but he's really the one that popularized it but really epic right yeah right and yeah he didn't invent it right came from somewhere you're talking the Bo Diddley beat is the dun 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 yeah one two three man you do your Bo Diddley beat we're all doing different ones dun 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 one nice. of the other songs in the early 50s that used this was from 1958. This is Johnny Otis, Willie and the Hand Jive. Yeah, born the Hand Jive. Willie said, Papa, don't put me down. You hear it back this there? Is, yeah, this is much more pronounced. Actually, the Bo Diddley one is like a little more complex and kind of fades in and out. This one, very straightforward with the clap. I love it. Doing that crazy hand jive. I was reading that. Johnny Otis had been accused multiple times of that this song was actually about masturbation, Rob, and he had denied it. He said the hand jive was not about that. What do you think? (laughs) I mean, what do I... uh, Hand jive. Hand jive. Let me think about this. Hand jive. Hand jive. Yep. It's definitely... It's. I think... Isn't this like when you... (laughs) 
Okay, think of a joke here. What is a hand jive? <sighs> I, there is Jack a real dance to it. Two hands at the same time. He said there is a real dance to it, so he claims it is not about that. He's been pretty adamant about that. Yeah, there is a dance to it. But, oh, Aaron's jacking off. Do you right? hear that? Oh, Aaron. God. The, the song Willie and the Hand Jive has been covered numerous times. Eric Clapton did it, George Thorogood, and then the Crickets. The Crickets covered this song. Oh, wow. All right. I can't. I, wow. That's crazy. I, here's the thing is that George Thorogood literally made his entire career on this whole Bo Diddley sound. Like, that's all. I used to have the album The Baddest of George Thorogood. Great title, by the way. It's so much of this Bo Diddley sound with a hard, rough. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Next, Sorry, song, next song on the list is from 1978. Rob, this is the New York Groove. You're a New York guy. This is Ace Freely, New York Groove. Back in the New York Groove. That's actually where I caught crabs on my Uber. It was bum, in a New bum, York bum, Groove. Bum, bum, kind of slowed down. Bum, bum, and he's got some ball in there. This is, this kind is of Kiss. Or it's Ace Freely, but this is Kiss, Aaron. Yeah. But they kind of funked it up a little. Originally Ooh, like recorded it. by this glam bo- rock band, Hello. I don't know if you guys remember them. I do not. But I like this song. And he said he specifically released it because he wanted to do a Bo Diddley beat because he hadn't heard it for a while. And it turns out he was also a big fan of Love Buddy it. Holly. In 2015, Ace Freely goes on tour. And he starts his tour at the Surf Ballroom in Clear Lake, Iowa. The last wow, place wow. where Buddy Holly... Richie Valens oh, and the wow. Big Bopper ever played. And that night he dedicated a song to those three musicians called Too Young to Die. So definitely heavily influenced by Buddy Holly and Bo Diddley. Now, Russell, I got to say this. Son of a bitch. What was I going to say? Oh, I got to say this, Russell. We, we haven't talked about this, but we all four of us are wearing kiss makeup because we know it's Halloween. This is our Halloween episode. We are all dressed up like kiss members. Of course, Russell is the cat. Matt is the guy. I guess which guy I am. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Next on the list is from 1987. I don't know if you guys will ever put this one together, but this is guns and roses. Mr. Brownstone. Check out the Bo Diddley beat. This is a great song. Yes. Yeah, it's sped up. You hear it there? Airplane guitars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Excellent use of the beat here. This is off my second favorite Guns N' Roses album. Number one, of course, is Chinese Democracy. <laughs> Great song. Slash said Bo Diddley inspired the rhythm for this song. He said Bo Diddley was a huge hero of mine. Bo Diddley created a myth that he was uniquely his own. An entire rhythm is owed to just one guy, and that's pretty rare. That's yeah. great. That is crazy when you think about it. He's just got a rhythm yeah. all his own. God damn the song. You know, with that song, Russell, a little used to do it, but now it doesn't do it anymore or something. I should learn the lyrics. You used to do it a little bit, a little wouldn't do it, so a little got more and more. There you go. Slash, also a big fan of Buddy Holly. In 2011, he got inducted into the Hollywood Walk of Fame on the same day that Buddy Holly got inducted into the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Wow. And he tweeted at the time, it's amazing amazing to me that Buddy Holly, hands down one of rock and roll's biggest influences, is just getting his star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame now. So another person heavily influenced by Buddy Holly and Bo Diddley. Now, Russell, you were talking so much about Hollywood on that last one. Yes. There's no way you can link your next song on your list 
to the last one with a perfect segue. The next song on the list, which I confirmed that Rob would have on the list tonight, and Aaron jumped the gun an hour ago. The last song on the list of the best songs ever featuring the Bo Diddley beat is I Want Candy, one of the scariest songs oh. there oh. is <laughs> by the Strange Loves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I got to admit, I did not think there it was the next song. Wow. I mean, it's right there. Jeez, Russell, you're the first person I've listened to all night that said this was a Bo Diddley beat. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Rob, we can cut Aaron out on that part. Yeah, well, we'll get rid of that. Cut him out on uh, the other times. He didn't laugh at my worst. jokes, too. Yeah, that's, oh, what, no. that's what Russ's editing emails usually are. It's like, less Aaron. Oh, fuck, I'm freezing again. <laughs> now, Russell, can I just say this? Two, two songs ago, your list was all about how they were in Hollywood getting inducted at the same time. Now, there's no way you can make a great segue from that, talking so much about Hollywood, to this next song. No, I'm about to, this is the greatest end to a list ever. If you allow me to lead you through it. So this song, the I Want Candy was created by the songwriting team of Bob Feldman, Jerry Goldstein, and Richard Goatager. They were known as FGG. They created the band Strange Love and sang the song I Want Candy. And they're really just producers. They weren't like artists. So they played this song and they made up three fake names that they were from Australia. They made up this band. They made up this whole thing like they're, you know, this new group. So they go out and they're touring with the song, I Want Candy. And they go on the road and they're opening for this band. And the band is called Ricky Z and the Raiders. Have you guys ever heard of Ricky Z and the Raiders before? No, that's new no. to me. So Ricky Z and the Raiders are opening up for the Strange Loves. And they're playing I Want Candy and they're hearing this. And they hear this 16-year-old guitarist. 16-year-old guitarist and lead singer is named Rick Zeringer. Later becomes known as Rick Derringer. So they bring back this 16-year-old and his band to New York, and they're like, these guys are awesome. We don't want to be out on the road traveling, but we have other songs that we want these guys to sing. And one of the songs they had them sing is Hang On Sloopy, which gets attributed to the McCoys. You guys remember Hang On Sloopy by the McCoys? Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. I know that song. That's Rick Derringer, who was once the 16-year-old kid, Rick Zeringer. So they yeah. sang the song. The McCoys were really this band that was opening for the Strange Loves. So they go on. This song becomes a number one hit. Rick Derringer becomes a big star. He plays with the Edgar Winter Group. And mm-hmm. he sings, I think, um, Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo. Yep. Rick Derringer. And then he also sings the Demolition WWE theme song. And most importantly, the Hulk Hogan WWE theme song. This is the guy who at 16 years old opened up for the Strange Loves for the scariest song ever, I Want Candy. So if there was no such thing as I Want Candy, there would be no such thing as Hulk Hogan, brother. Brother. Wow. Amazing. That's a real butterfly effect kind of situation. This is, if it weren't for the Bordenly beat, does Hulk Hogan exist? Does this wow. podcast exist? No. It wow. This is incredible. And it's so weird, Russell, because you remember that joke I announced at the beginning of this bit, okay? Is this it? It does relate to Hollywood Hulk Hogan and, of course, his wife's friend. Okay. Because when you were talking about the uh, Bo Diddley beats and yes. the hand jive, yes. I thought for sure you were talking about that hot new craze f***ing. I've been both diddling people for a long time. That was easily a top five. That's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Okay, or as my grandpa calls it, I've been both diddling that rock and roll hoochie coo. (laughs) 
Nice work, Russell. Great list. Yeah. The, and oh, I was going to say nice work, birthday. Rob, on that joke. Oh, uh, that was hard. Path from through to the from the primordial nature of the Bo Diddley beat. Wow. Now, we wouldn't even be here without Bo Diddley. No. Now, guys, little do you know that I used to be part of a superhero duo. Okay. It was Bust a Nut Man and Orgasm Boy, but I just shortened it to Oh Boy. Oh, boy. my love. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Kissing. You don't know what you've been missing. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. When they me, oh, boy. I, this might be my favorite vocal performance of his. I love when he it's gets really good. growl. Really good. Yeah, I love the little edge in there. You guys don't want to ask any questions about Busta Nut Man? You don't have any, like, further? You don't want to hear more about his backstory? I mean, it feels like, uh, you know what I mean? Okay. His backstory <laughs> involves the vi- the creep video. All right, maybe, baby, <laughs> this made me want to become a background singer so bad. Yeah. Like, I could do this. I know I could do this. Is that just crickets singing backup, or did he hire other backup singers for this? I think that's the crickets. How do you guys compare this to the Chuck Berry that the great twenty-eight plus the the last one that Rob added, the my dingaling or whatever? <laughs> my, I oh, I I think I like this more than Chuck Berry songs. I think. Now there's some stuff with about Chuck Berry that I do agree with, but I don't know. I like like I mean similar vibe, right? Where when you first hear the first five or ten songs, you're like, this is incredible. I can listen to music yeah. all day. And then you get to the back half and you have listened to it all day and you realize mm-hmm. like maybe you can take a break. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's kind of like the the mediocre 28 Russell and the fact that it starts. I think we take a dip here pretty soon on this album, right? And that means it's time to start moving and listening to these songs. Matt, what do you th- what did you think of this album? And how many times did you listen to it? hundred? Uh, I did not listen to it. Oh, what? I never no. to me. Yeah. Well, I was only off by a one and a this zero. Th- I, there's, there's just too much new good stuff out there to come back. There's some great songs on here, but I'm not listening to 20 songs by Buddy Holly. <laughs> They're golden greats. Okay. Which is a Bing search I'm going to do later. <laughs> Listen to me. Yes, no, I, I did we go see Buddy Holly at the History Theater a while back. We talked about that months and months ago. I noticed, I remember when I went and saw the Johnny Cash at the Ames Center. They're doing that again. I mentioned that. They also have some other interesting ones coming up. I'm going to be going and seeing Elvis Christmas at the Ames Center, taking my mom as a Christmas nice. event to go see Elvis Christmas. And then they also have a couple other cover bands coming up. If you're, if you're into this, there's a Pink Floyd band coming up, cover band there. Also, wow. Kenny Kenny Rogers, the gambler, not the twins pitcher. Oh. They've got a Kenny Rogers show coming up there. So if you're worried about your your spouse cheating on someone with that looks like Kenny Rogers, do not take them to the Ames Center in December, right? I, I, if I did the Kenny Rogers show, I would not do the gambler and just leave just at the end. Everybody's like, down. what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> I, hey, guys, he just, I just, I, listen, I'm not going to do the gambler. I just stopped by to see what condition my condition was in. And they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. there's that. Oh, I yeah. Like see, I I'm like smart. It. I'm smart. Heartbeat. You guys know the crickets are from Lubbock, Texas, the home of my football team for life, the Texas oh, Tech right. Red Raiders. Guns up. Guns up. Wreck'em Tech. You've been there, right? I have not been. I've seen them play multiple times, but I've not been there. But not been to Lubbock. All right. Think it over. I also went on a few dates with a lady from there once, and it turned out she was in a big-time scandal. Oh. 
Oh, really? Tell us yeah, about that, Russell Campbell. It ended up with a, a major CEO of a company um, losing his job at a local company from a few years ago. Oh. Oh. <laughs> can I tell you guys... Can I tell you guys how fucked up my brain was? Yeah. When Russell goes, hey, that reminds me of a woman who's caught a big scandal. I thought for sure I was going to get like a love Bach, like a pun coming in. Like I would do like a like a dumb pun. And then he was like, yeah, it was a major thing. It was a real thing. No, it was, it was a real, a real and I was scandal. like, oh. Oh, that's right. Sometimes people talk about real things on this show. Yeah. It hides the, it doesn't hide the pain as well. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Speaking of which. <laughs> this, listen, okay. I'm just going to stop it again. This song is called It Doesn't Matter Anymore. Listen to how he, you'd be like, oh, I'm having a bad day. My girl just dumped me. She said I didn't bow diddlier enough. This is terrible. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. I'm going to play this and just get in my feelings. It's like, oh, it's the most upbeat song I've ever heard in my life. This sounds like the, the backtrack for like an intermission of a movie or something, right? I, is there a full orchestra behind him here? I mean, it sounds like it. He's got a few tracks on here with orchestra. I gotta say, his voice, I love it when he does that weird, like, ooh, like the kind of the yodel. I think then, I think uh, maybe the London Philharmonic or somebody did a, like a posthumous thing where they added some more orchestra. Like, there's been some stuff released recently with more orchestral arrangements behind him. So somehow that seems to fit for folks. Here's a song that uh, somebody from Compton named himself after. It's so easy. It's so easy to fall in love. It's so easy to fall in love. Oh, yeah. A little growl in that one, right? Yeah, I enjoy that. A classic. We're up to 12. These yeah. are a lot of good songs here. Uh, well, all right. I am totally notes free on these songs. I gotta say, genius. Not many notes. I mean, there's this 20 song. of them. So. <laughs> gotta admit, this one's good. This one does not get the gold. Next, this would be a silver. Yeah, I mean, the next, track one's, it. next one's on hey. the cocktail side. Aaron, what do we say on tracks like that? Track it. Track it. This song. Next song is 154 on the Rolling Stones' <laughs> 500 greatest songs of all time. Matt, can you tell us what album was 154 on our list? Rave on. What's 154? Yep. Amazing. That was by Aretha Franklin. Oh, that seems like forever ago. Now, what's weird about this is that in this song on the album cover, he has a pacifier in his mouth and glow sticks. I didn't even think that was a thing back then. You know what I mean? Rave on. There's a cover of this on the cocktail soundtrack, right? Who it is it? good. Yeah, it is. I mean... I would I argue it's, it is, it's much better, but I guess the first has got to be higher on any list, right? Yeah, I guess so. You know who I saw cover that song? Ray Lewis. I mean, Ray Vaughn. I can't think of another one. Cover and the he back out of the shall field. be Ray Vaughn. Dun, 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 dun. Ricky Vaughn. Major League. Just associated now, folks. Podcast is over. I'm just doing my brain things. <laughs> Raining in my heart. Move on. There we go. Another commercial. Like, yeah. like we've got Everybody someone cleaning, yep. cleaning a, yes. a table yes. on a commercial right now, right? Like with yeah. a paper towel. So you're telling me right now, you can't picture your grandpa fumbling a bra to this song. Because imagine. Why would I want to? 
picture that. I mean, I didn't say you'd want to, you sick fuck. I just said you can. Aaron, pull your head out of the gutter. So your grandpa is fumbling with a bra. It doesn't have to be your grandma's. It could be any bra. Because can you imagine what bras were like in the 50s? It's got to be beige, right? They, oh, you know it's beige. Mm, and you know beige. it's like, hook. I, there were hooks back then? Did they have hooks? What do you think bras in the 50s, how were they attached? They had to be monsters. Probably got to have two keys to open that thing, right? <laughs> Don't don't lose. God, I almost passed out. <laughs> Russell knows. Russell knows what gets me, and it's my own jokes from earlier. All right, true love ways. God, Russell, that was funny. This song, I gotta say, recorded 21st of October, 1958, three months before he died. The song was a wedding gift to his wife. Okay. I wonder if she liked it as much as mine. Loved that Best Buy gift card I got her. I mean, if you if you get married within 24 hours or whatever, or engaged within 24 hours, does like your wedding gift really mean a whole lot? Like, how much energy do you need to put into that? That's true. I mean, this is this that is written cover. before he met her, right? This has to be written before he met her, and then he's just like, ah, hey, this will get it over the hump, right? Russell, I tell a sweet story, and you're coming in with the hard truth. I love it. I think it's great. Hey, I made you this. I made you this wedding song. Is your name? Leggy Bu by any chance? Oh, it's not gonna work. <laughs> Peggy Sue got married. Guys, sequels to his own songs. Is there anything better than song sequels? I love song sequels. I can't get enough of them. I feel like I don't know, like burritos are better, or like no, hanging out by yourself also oh. better. Listen, if I was if I was hanging out by myself listening to a meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell 2, I mean, sign me up. Let's do it. <laughs> what other famous song sequels are there? I'm looking that up right now. We've done a list on this before, actually. Oh, fuck. I was going to make a joke that I was going to make a list, and Russ has already done it. We're in Leception. <sighs> Russell, I'll wait until you pull it up. We got to see. What is? Keep going. I'll, I'll pull. I'll find it. Well... This next one, guys, you'll never guess who wrote this song. It's a song called Bo Diddley. Oh, yeah, there's the rhythm. What rhythm? Aaron, would that break Russ's heart? Do you think if you listened to that joke? And I said, what That's rhythm? That's wild that he re like that he covered the Bo Diddley song. Oh, yeah. He's singing as Bo Diddley. Hey, what if Bo Diddley was a, what if Bo Diddley was a tall white nerd? How would this song sound? Now, I got to ask you, do you think Buddy Holly was a nerd because he looks like a fucking nerd, right? No, he rocks too hard to be a nerd. That's, I don't just, get he's it. He's got those glasses. I don't know. It's, it's tough. He was like a nerd that fucks. I mean, it was really, this is like, Black is white, up and up is down. You know, when your rock and roll stars look like computer programmers, that's fucked. That's the fifties for you. I mean, that's why old people are so weird. They didn't. Even, their rock and roll stars look like nerds. Okay, what kind of society was that? The the good old days, I guess. No, oh, Aaron, don't say it like that. That sounds really on the, bad. On the Outcast <laughs> Aquamini episode, we did do a list on the part okay. two slash sequel songs. Like, I'm having a hard time finding the song. Oh, don't bother us with this guess. Hey, you know what our listeners should do? Go back, listen to one of Matt's favorite bands, Outkast, and the album Aquamini. Don't say it's Aquamini. Everybody, everybody knows that, and everybody has <laughs> always known that. Don't laugh at me. That's you a cannot laugh at me from the past. Sino the times. It's, it's almost Sino the times. It's That's almost a like back from more than two years ago. <laughs> oh, it's, God. Oh, Jesus. Don't say that, Russell. I was 41. <laughs> 
Oh my god! All the time I've spent locked in this laundry room yeah. talking to you guys. Oh. That was number forty nine on the list. Oh wow, that's over a hundred albums ago. And San Francisco forty nine on the list, guys. Time's a flat circle. Think about it. This Russell, have you ever heard this song before? It's by a guy named Chuck Berry, ah. Brown Eyed Handsome Man. Oof. This is a fast version. Yeah, it's a way faster than the Chuck Berry version. Way faster than the Johnny Cash version. Yeah, this is definitely an amphetamines version, right? This is a we were not sleeping tonight, we're driving through the night on the bills version. Some might say it's faster than a roller coaster. Oh, wow. Right. Russell, last song on the list, the 20th of the 20 Golden Greats, Wish We did it. Oh, wait, I'm not recording. We got to start this over. <laughs> Ding. Nobody likes this song. All right. And you guys probably didn't know this, but I wanted to put this on here because I wanted to put on just a little bonus song, okay? See if you can pick out. Oh, a little what, bonus. Yeah, a little bonus song. I was a little bitty boy. My grandmother <laughs> bought me a cute little toy. Silver bells hanging on a string. Uh, now, Chuck Berry swears this is not about his penis. It's a silver bell on a string. Hey, can you put that silver bell on the screen on my face while I videotape it? Hey, can you chill with the hand Crowd drive? Really the hand this. drive dance of this one. Oh, here, here was the list of the greatest sequel songs ever from Aqua, Aqua, Aquamini. No, Aquamini. It was Aquamini. Alicia Keys' Empire State of Mind Part 2. It's the one with Jay-Z. You guys would know that. Pink Floyd, Another Brick in the Wall Part 2. Another brick in the wall. Another, another brick in the wall. Metallica, The Unforgiven 2. Yes. God, this is so good. Method Man and Red Man, How High Part (laughs) 2. Yes. (laughs) And then finally, one of Aaron's favorites, The Roots, The Seed 2.0. The Seed 2.0 with Cody Chestnut. I got to tell you. Was what you just did, that was, did I would say that was a top three list I've heard tonight for sure. Not the scariest, but one of the best. Yeah, well, we're going to have to wait 365 days. Or you know what, guys? I'm just going to tell you this right now. The next time you hear the scariest list, okay, you don't get to hear it again until do the math, do the math. 218. Oh, God. Do we know what? That's it. Next Halloween, we're going to be on 218. <laughs> I, okay. 218? That's it? Please. Assuming, I'm assuming Matt, no misses. Or, Matt just or, turned off his Zoom. We got it. We got to keep moving there. <laughs> Okay, this is really, really bad. Let's speed it up. Let's get into the rating system. And now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. The patented and very popular. Very popular. Did it better rating system. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, guys. All my love, all my kisses. You don't know what you've been missing. Have we been missing on this album? Not hearing it yet. This is at 166. Should we have heard it earlier? Did this get rolling boned? It shouldn't be so far back on this list. Or is it perfect right here? Okay. At 166, this is the perfect place to be. That is a rolling well-toned. Or, of course, does this get a rolling groan? Okay. Should not be this high up on the list. Listen, he's a fucking nerd. It doesn't make any sense. My mind is blown. I can't take it. Okay. This guy, I'm trying to bully him in high school. And meanwhile, he's bow diddling my future wife. 
<laughs> it was also my mom because I traveled back in time. Have you guys that's, seen that movie? That's the Bo Diddley beat for you. Oh, it's the Bo Diddley beat. Okay, next thing you know, my that's mom thinks Bo Diddley beat of the week. <laughs> this is my sneaky beat of the week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I was a little late on that one. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? Okay, twenty golden greats. I've I've gone back and forth on compilations. I think the last one we heard was Madonna's immaculate immaculate collection, and that one I thought belonged on the list. When I heard heard the first five songs on here, I was all about it. I thought how much fun it is to listen to Buddy Holly. I might be influenced by it being late at night, and we just ran through all 20 of them in a row. I'm not sure anymore if this belongs on the list at all or as high as it is, so I'm regretfully going to give it a rolling groan. Uh, I regret to inform you, you have a rolling groan. Buddy Holly rolling yeah. in his grave. Uh, yeah. Russell, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? You know, hopefully he's got a really nicely sealed casket so he doesn't have a bunch of piss ants crawling all over him, right? Oh. <laughs> that was this episode. Unbelievable. Uh, Buddy Holly's a legend. You know, I, I don't know where he would show up on this list. There might just be some musicians that aren't going to show up on this list. I can't get past compilations being on the list. I don't think they should be treated the same. I think we've been pretty consistent with that for the most part, although I know we just made an exception a few weeks ago for Johnny Cash. But for me, I don't think the greatest hits or the, the 20 golden greats should be on the list, but he's a legend. You hear where like a lot of you know rock music comes from. You hear where he took stuff from other legends. So it was a great experience to listen to it. I'll listen to this again, but it shouldn't be on the list for me. So I'm going to say it's a rolling groan, too high on the list. Matt, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling boned, or rolling boned? I think that was an audible yawn by Rosie, just no, for John. No, John. nobody oh, no. yawns anymore. I covered it up. <laughs> hey, you know what, guys? If you do yawn, it's fine. Nobody's going to get mad about it. And then listen to it back when they're editing and then feel bad like a couple days later. Uh, I think we have to remember that there's not albums back in this time, right? There you go. I mean, like there would not I be don't an think album. so, right. You know, mm -hmm. so. I get it, but I mean, the the list is the top 500 albums of all time. So if we want to include somebody who doesn't have an album, I mean, it's just, you know, put them on the greatest song list or greatest writer list or greatest guitarist or greatest, you know, whatever you want to put. So I'm with you guys. It's a compilation. Obviously, there's some great songs, uh, but I think there's many albums that deserve to be ahead of this one. So I'm going to say it's Rolling Groaned. Unfortunately, you're incorrect. Okay. Shit. This actually gets a rolling <laughs> origination. Okay. Buddy Holly, Elvis Presley, Chuck Berry, Little Richard, Jerry Lee Lewis, Fats Dominoes. They invented rock and roll. This is the basis of it. That's why it gets in a rolling origination. Okay. Rolling and of all those guys, of all those guys, only three of those guys had problems with the age of the women that they took over state lines. Okay. So I think that's pretty good. Not, uh, not saying something about the history of rock and roll. Anyway, next Great up. betting average. Nope. Next up. Hey. Be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, they'd be. Damn it. I was just going to say that. Uh, next up. Listen, guys, listen to these numbers and see if you can, you can find the pattern. 23, Depeche. 45, 82, Depeche. 75, Depeche. Wow. Depeche Mode. It's Depeche Mode. And the album that's Violator. Good. That's very good. I just hope that they think Jesus is for everyone. You know what I mean? <laughs> you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. 
Is that sort of, some sort of Roman Empire joke? Oh, that's so good, Rob. Hey, when I heard about the Roman Empire sequel, you know what I said? Aye, aye. What? What? Beck did it better. Oh, I don't think about the Roman Empire. Yeah, you ever watch the Super Bowl? Idiot. It's right there. That's that, that gets a ding. No, oh no, Ru- Russell, I got like four bits. That doesn't get a ding at all. <laughs> okay, you know what? We're gonna do multiple dings. Let's hear it. I like oh, multiple dings. Let's, let's ding it, Count guys. Dings. Did you know? Speaking of Russell's trip to San Francisco, did you hear that Minnesota Golden Gophers great Eric Decker and his brother were both in the NFL together? Yeah, they, they were. Both- they, they were a double decker bust, right? <laughs> How does that feel, Aaron? <laughs> what, see, how does, how does that feel, Aaron, when you take someone's bit? How does that feel to you, Aaron, when someone someone takes your this bit? So Why hot. does Aaron care? He took Rob's bit. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, don't you see where this is going to lead? Okay. Aaron's taking Russ's bit. Russ is taking my bits. I've got to try to figure out what Matt's bit is so I can take that. That's fucking impossible. Good luck. I'm staring off at my TV screen for a half hour. I mean, I can't do that. That's Matt's bit. Sorry, Rob. You can redo that if you want. Oh. Watching baseball? Double-decker bust. Okay, yeah. You guys got the joke. Okay, guess what? That does get a ding. Okay. You know what? That's it. I don't think. You know, let's, let's we should probably just say goodbye too. It's time to say so mad. There's there's literally nothing that we could do that would make me happy. There's literally nothing that could make me happy. Oh god, it's so late here. I'm gonna wake Hello. everybody up. Hello? Hey, Big Papa forgot about the time zone, baby. We wasn't listening in time, but I'm here now, baby. I'm calling from the depths of hell, baby, because I agreed with Aaron Rodgers and didn't get that vaccine, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big Bopper, I heard you were hanging out with Buddy Holly recently. Has he talked at all about the, the Bo Diddley beat with you? I'll tell you what, baby, that's why I was here, because before it was called the Bo Diddley Beat, your grandma and grandpa just called getting fingered, getting big boppered, baby. Oh, yeah. Hey, you want to big bopper me in the back of your crown, Vic? Oh, baby. <laughs> baby, I heard you guys talking. What album were you talking about, baby? The 20 Golden Greats? The 20 Golden Greats, and that was a compilation? Wait a minute, 20 Golden Greats compilation. Siri, search 20 Golden Greats compilation on Bing, please. Oh, yeah, I love to watch these grannies get down. Oh, baby, that's a new Big Bopper thing that I'm adding to my repertoire. Oh, yeah. Hey, Big Bopper, did I tell you I was actually out on a, on a tour bus in San Francisco and uh, there was a lady standing up. A double-decker she- bus? That reminds me of two guys in the NFL, baby. Eric Decker and his brother. There you go. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't nice. You stole my bit. <laughs> oh, baby, I would never do that. I'm the big bopper. Okay? And you know what? To me, Russell, that bit was the second biggest hit of my entire life. And, baby, you'll never guess what the number one hit was in my life. Chantilly Lace? No, baby. It was me hitting the ground trying to get to Moorhead, Minnesota. Moorhead, yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) I've been big boppering you for so long. Can't we get to Moorhead? (laughs) I'm saving. Oh, God. 
Did you guys really think I was going to do the big boppers? You dumb fucks. <laughs>